0: Going to talk to Professor at Creighton University, Mr. Ernie Goss, about the economy slump again in December. Welcome to this show, Ernie. How you doing?
1: Good morning. Good, uh, happy New Year, Fawn. Good to be with you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Happy New Year. So everybody keeps trying to say it smells like roses in Washington, but when you actually talk to people who study the economy and the people who talk to business owners, the slump that happened again in December can only smell like one thing, and that's probably recession.
1: Uh, Well, our survey, we do two surveys here at Creighton University, and both of those include uh, Missouri, and both of them are indicating the same thing, the slow economy, uh, exports, uh, agricultural exports uh, down, manufacturing exports are holding up okay. Missouri's, uh, the number for this month, the month of December, out this morning, is showing a, a Missouri economy that's getting a little bit better, but still not where, you, where we need to see it.
0: Right. And it's not for lack of trying, because Mer- M- Missouri's doing all sorts of things to try to create business opportunities and do whatever it can. But when you look at us as a nation, it's, it's difficult to do anything at all with the way that we are with our, uh, our international frenemies.
1: That's right, Fawn, and we're talking about a global economic slowdown, but also we're talking about a U.S. government that continues to spend and spend and spend with a deficit, an annualized deficit, over $2 trillion. Wow. So it's hard. It masks a lot of problems underneath the hood of the car, and that's the federal government. And individuals, likewise, uh, covered up with debt, uh, credit card debt as well, so that's a real concern going forward for 2024, at least in my judgment.
0: Yeah. So when you look at, you know, the overall rural Main Street index, which you guys call the RMI, everybody talks in acronyms. But what, I mean, just small-town America is feeling the pinch worse than anybody, aren't they?
1: Oh, absolutely, Fawn. It's, of course, that's a lot to do with the higher interest rates, but also a global economic slowdown in agriculture. And these are... These are surveys of bank CEOs in rural areas of 10 states, including Missouri, and they're telling us not such a good picture out there because of, uh, again, uh, the global economic slowdown, higher interest rates, and, and of course, uh, the government uh, continuing to indulge at the national level.
0: Yeah, so for those who don't know, the index goes between 0 and 100, and, and 50 is like we're going nowhere, but we're not getting worse, right?
1: That's right. So where and are we? We're below growth neutral, from where that's not good. It's not not quite as bad as I'm portraying it. I mean, there are some glimmers of hope out there. And the Federal Reserve, uh, the here's the I think interesting part: the investors out there think the Fed's going to reduce interest rates by six to seven times in 2024. The only right way that happens is if we're moving into a recession. There is that we will not see six to seven rate cuts unless we see a recession.
0: Okay. Recession sounds like a bad word to me.
1: Well, it's certainly not good. It depends. It's what it, what are they, what we used to say. Recession's when uh, uh, your neighbor loses job. When uh, depression's when you lose your job. So mm-hmm. it depends on the perspective. But it's certainly true. We're talking about manufacturing slowing down. And again, credit card debt out there. How much longer can the consumer continue to spend? And consumer has been spending like gangbusters.
0: Yeah, because they feel like it's the only way they can make ends meet. Now, some people just spend beyond their means. And I've been there before and consolidated and got rid of all of it. So I'm within my means now and I tend to stay this way. But other people need to do that, and they need to do it now before it's too late.
1: Absolutely, and particularly young individuals out there with with a, uh, educational loan debt out there really cutting into their spending, and also just the credit card debt overall. Individuals out there are paying over 20% in some cases for debt that you carry over credit cards. That is unsustainable.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, they've been talking a lot about home sales and new home building and stuff like that. Now, that's where I get confused, Ernie, because I see homes for sale everywhere, but they're marked so stinking high nobody can buy them.
1: Absolutely. Here's another issue in terms of homes. A lot of shadow inventory. I'll call it shadow inventory. In other words, there are a lot of homes out there, new homes, that uh, the uh, builders are not putting on the market. In other words, they're hiding them. I drove by an development this weekend. With uh, in, the developers are putting out trash cans and others to make it look like they're being. Somebody lives there. They're not living there. What we're seeing right now is those who have a low interest rate mortgage, mortgage loan are just not selling, and then you've got the new homes coming onto the market, and that's where the issue, where some of the issues are.
0: Right now, now I sold my home right before everything went bat crap crazy, so I'm I'm pretty glad about that. But now I'd like to buy something because I don't want to rent forever. Can't find a thing. Can't find anything.
1: No, and not a not, a, and we're still talking about interest rates. Uh, is double more than double what they were a couple of years ago, and the and monthly interest payment is more than double when you consider the price increases. Prices uh, nationally are about four hundred and twenty-five to four hundred and fifty thousand dollars for the median home price in the U.S. That's insane. That's way out of the range of some individuals.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, when you look at a person with a a one-person income, and it's not even. I mean, you're lower middle class. You can't afford a house that's over $120,000, $130,000. You know what that is? that That's a tiny house. I mean, that's that's, right. its it doesn't even have a basement. It's like on a concrete slab. You can't even find a house.
1: Right, and you go into condos in some cases uh, and yeah. renting in other cases. And, of course, rents. Now, rent, the good news is rent. the growth in rents has slowed down. That's good. And the price growth and house house prices is slowing down a bit but still the house prices are way out of in terms of it's taking 40% in some cases of a monthly income 40% that should be 28 to 30% of a monthly income not 40% I
0: always sit and wonder you know my daddy bought our first house when i was 5 i think and he paid $20,000 for a really nice, well, at, we thought it was nice because it was better than the two-bedroom trailer house we were in. But I just think that was in the 70s, and now that same house would be a quarter of a million dollars.
1: <laughs> That's what we're talking about, absolutely. It's a and we were, t- we were, and growth was unsustainable. Now it's still growing too fast for what income, income, the income growth we're seeing. We've got to see some, we're going to see some of that come out in 2024. We won't see growth in 2024 like we did in 2023.
0: Okay. So when you, when you talk about Missouri, I know people mm-hmm. like those high interest rates when they have, you know, Whatever investments going on because they get a higher yield, but those of us who are trying to pay stuff off, that's that's a problem. So it's good for some, bad for others.
1: Absolutely, and right now this is no time to, have to be holding credit card debt. No. Credit card debt's now over a trillion dollars at record levels, and that's that's not good with the Federal Reserve holding on interest rates.
0: Ernie, why is that? Do people just not understand? How how quickly you get in trouble?
1: Well, they're, what they're what they're doing, of course, is trying to sustain that lifestyle that, you know, during the pandemic, there was a lot of government money out there flowing into the pockets and the government is still spending in, in what the president calls the IRA Inflation Reduction Act. We're still seeing t- the deficit. The deficit. We got a wartime deficit in a peacetime economy. That's in terms of the U.S. That's just it can't be sustained. Two tr- over two trillion dollars. Somebody's got to pay the price ultimately.
0: <sighs> well, and it's us. I mean, we're the ones. And then every time they write a check or they don't close the border, and these things continue to happen, it makes me it makes me matter because it feels like I I i 'm not being cared about by my government they don 't appear to give a crap
1: well just this week just last week, the Governor of uh, California signed a bill put providing health care free health care for uh, those immigrants that have come in that are i won 't call them illegal but they're they're, they're certainly not uh, legal immigrants right. so that 's a real issue going forward as well health care how do we provide that for all these seven-plus million that have come into over, over 2023.
0: I can't even afford health care. I can't, I, I can't even afford insurance. I have to do concierge because I can't afford it. As a hardworking American, yet my tax dollars are going to give it to free for people who shouldn't be in this country right now. That is a whole nother show. But that's part of the problem, because I feel like the money that I am contributing for really good causes like schools and streets and lights and helping the actual veterans and poor people of America is being piffled away to places where I don't want it to go.
1: And we're seeing that across the nation uh, where government More and more. The, the question is, why did we not go into a recession in 2023? The answer is easy. When the government spends like they spent six to seven trillion dollars with a deficit of 2.4 trillion dollars most recently, it's hard to move into a recession when that happens. Now, well, somebody's got to pay the bill, as, uh, as Herb Stein, chief economist, once said, if something can't go on forever, it will stop.
0: Amen to that. I mean, there's never been a more obvious statement, but some people don't seem to understand it. But what I'm worried about is the the farm delinquency, since we're a rural area. People mm-hmm. charge credit cards, and they realize they're charging on their credit cards. They know they are. They realize they're going to have to pay them off, and if they can't, then they, they pay the high interest rates, and they get in trouble. And it it does cause bankruptcies in a lot of cases, and even divorce, but... Mm-hmm. When farm loans go delinquent, that that's when I really start to stop and go, uh oh.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's some good news, Don. Uh, our surveys. Indicate that the farmer is in reasonably good shape. The delinquencies are still very low, at least according to our surveys. It's the businesses on what we call rural Main Street where the real problem is, and that would be the retailers, other businesses out there on rural, what we call rural Main Street. There's where the real problems are right now. But it could, sp- of course, spill over to the farm as well.
0: Okay. So... What should we be doing as taxpaying Americans right now? Just dealing with it, or should we be yelling at somebody?
1: Well, I would take a look at the employment report, which comes out on Friday, February the 2nd. That, the one coming out this week will not capture some of the layoffs we saw in December. But the employment report on the on first Friday in February will tell us a lot about what's going to go on in 2024. If it's a good report... And uh, I think we're I won't say we're in good stead, but that's a real key for this year. And looking at other surveys such as ours at Creighton University, I think they get a good gauge of this part of the country. That would be the midsection of the country, of course, including Missouri.
0: I think they do, too. But I don't have a lot of faith, Ernie. I'm sorry. I just don't have a lot of faith. I mean, the right people need to get elected for this to turn around quickly. And if it does not go the way it needs to go, and everybody who's listening to this show knows what I mean by that, we have got to get rid of the tax and spend people and start focusing on America first and getting our ducks in a row. I get that we have to have humanity and humanitarian efforts. We just, we have to. We have to have some. But when it starts to get to the point where we can't take of our own, take care of our own, that's when we have to start... Taking a few off the teat. I mean it's it's got to stop at some point and that's where we are.
1: Absolutely Fawn, and you know you're talking to an economist. We're not known for our optimism <laughs> let's just put it that <laughs> way. We we have a a silver lining around a, a gray cloud, or a, a gray lining around the silver cloud. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, and I always say, y'all, y- y'all. I always hear the economists were a little shocked by what happened here and there. I'm like, y'all are like weathermen. You can be close <laughs> or not close and still keep your jobs. I want that one, but I hate numbers, <laughs> so I don't want to do your job. Ernie, where do people go to read this report or learn more?
1: They can go to uh, to Creighton.edu and go to the – we have the report there, the links to it. And, and you can see the two reports, as I said. We have two surveys, both of which include Missouri. And uh, you can also go to the com. That's one word, com.
0: G-O-S-S. All right. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your time. Happy New Year.
1: Happy New Year to you, Fawn. Thanks for having me on.
0: You're very welcome. Bye-bye.